Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
And good morning, champions. It's a real honor to be spending this fine Friday, 1st of April. Wow, Q2 already, 1st of April 2022, with all of you superhumans at the largest breakfast table in the world. My name is Yen, and I have been listening to Breakfast with Champions and receiving my daily dose of motivation, education, and inspiration from this amazing community. And I'm really happy to be able to contribute again to this early morning segment. We're going to be talking about how to greet each day with love in your heart. So as a way of introduction, I am an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur now. So I left Wall Street where I worked for 14 years as a professional trader to start my own medical AI startup uh, business in 2019. Um, the focus of our uh, research is on longevity. So if you are looking for longevity related content to listen to, please feel free to check out my Twitter that is linked to my bio, as well as there is a YouTube channel called Snow Hill Tech. Uh, and I started both roughly two to three months ago. So would really appreciate you to come and check it out. Um, and also in 2019, another thing that my family did was that um, uh, of the launch of a hedge fund. So uh, we trade cryptocurrencies with AI powered algorithms. Um, so both businesses have been thriving since 2019. And uh, we're just really, really grateful of how the Lord has been blessing us through these means. Um, and ever since back in February, when I first talked about on this very stage, the importance of paying attention to our bodies as part of our spirituality during my segment. And I have been receiving lots of messages from friends of this room. And uh, we have had some really interesting and fruitful discussions and collaborations. So I want to thank everyone who has messaged me with your word of encouragement, um, as well as suggestions for, uh, for future topics. So uh, do let me know what content you would love for me to cover going forward. And again, you know, for those of you who have not heard from me before, I love talking about not just longevity, but also the financial markets and also uh, artificial intelligence, especially uh, the application of it in the medical and in the investment fields, as well as Web3. So feel free to check out some of the replays I have saved for everybody on these uh, relevant topics at the bottom part of my bio. And I would love to hear your thoughts on these as well. So anyways, all of these topics are also available for you in the future for this particular segment that I do here. And so they are all on your Friday breakfast menu for you to choose from. But for now, for today's segment, it seems that uh, my fellow champions wants me to follow up on the longevity topic, given I guess, you know, that is the area of our research. Um, and uh, Dr. Vince and myself have been sharing uh, in the last couple of segments. So we're going to continue uh, for uh, this, uh, at least for this week for sure. And uh, indeed, it is really fitting, I feel, with today's room title, How to Greet Each Day with Love in Your Heart. And as we all know, love comes in different forms, right? And everyone expresses love in different ways. So we have different love languages, we have different love models. But you know, when I first saw the title of today's room, one particular Bible verse came into my mind, and that is 3 John uh, chapter 1 verse 2, which says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Amen to that. 
my wish and prayer for everyone currently in the room and those who will be joining us for replay recordings. Friends Champions, it is indeed my wish and my prayer that you may enjoy good health. So in the past few weeks, we talked about longevity and fasting, especially the benefits of calorie restriction. And um, we also talked about longevity and exercise, how exercise is now regarded as a poly pill for longevity. As usual, I also invited Dr. Vince back into the room as well to, to facilitate any Q&As you may have after I finish talking uh, during the first part of today. And uh, today we're going to be talking about sleep and its benefits to our longevity. So maybe some of you are thinking about going back to sleep, but you might want to stay behind and listen to the first bit of my sharing before you go back to do so. I do encourage you to get enough sleep. We'll hear why, okay? Did you know that sleep deprivation can have a real impact, not just on your productivity, but also on your longevity, as well as how you, you know, operate and function in your everyday life? perhaps even more so than you realize. Now, you might be one of those people who lead a busy work life during the week, you know, causing you to sleep very little Monday to Friday, but you try to make up for it during the weekends. Now, what you're doing there is to try and alter your sleep pattern. Perhaps, you know, for once or twice a week, you do that. So comes Sunday night, then you basically recalibrate, right? By two to three uh, hours. And uh, you might be doing this on a weekly basis. So if you are one of these so-called social jet laggers, <laughs> I don't blame you because I know work schedules can be brutal. Um, I had my fair share of 100 hour working weeks on Wall Street as well. But today, you know, we're going to be talking uh, about the impact of sleep or the lack of and also why the social jet lagging way of living is problematic, to say the least. Um, and a good place to start the discussion about sleep, uh, I feel, is maybe first of all to look at some of the detrimental impacts from the data that we have of how daylight saving time impacts our health and longevity and see what we can learn from that about sleep deprivation. Now, did you know that more than one and a half billion people in 70 countries actually around the world observe the daylight saving time? I used to think it was just a British thing and then I realized later on in my life that actually, actually 70 countries, they all do that. So this is a twice a year occurrence, right? Where the clock gets adjusted forward or backward by just one hour. At this time of year, the uh, one hour switch has recently happened in the US and the UK. And I wonder how everyone here coped with losing that extra hour of sleep when the switch happened. So let us- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. So in the room chat, how, how, you, how you felt on that day when you lost an hour's sleep. So, but did you know that there is an association between daylight saving time and heart attacks, for example? 
it has been shown that there is a 24% increase in the risk of heart attack on the day when you lose an hour of sleep in the spring due to that daylight saving clock change. And then in the autumn, there is a 21% decrease in the risk of heart attack on the day when you get an additional hour of sleep in the autumn. So this is from a population-based study in the US. And in fact, it's not just unique to the Americans. We do see similar findings when we look at the cohorts in Sweden as well. And besides, there are of course other effects that daylight saving time can have on our lives in very real ways. For example, it has been shown that there is an increase in car accidents on Monday, on that Monday after the spring clock change. And then this effect is more lenient in the autumn. So next, we'll talk about the specific effects of sleep duration at a disease-specific level. So let's take ischemic heart disease as a first example. Okay, a previous study has shown that short sleep duration has been associated with an increase in coronary artery calcification. The study tracked healthy adults who do not have any arch, uh, coronary artery disease that they know of. But by the end of the study, they showed that those getting five hours of sleep or less had a two to three hundred percent, two to three hundred percent increased risk of coronary artery calcification after adjusting for various potential confounders such as exercise, smoking, the BMI, and even whether they reported snoring or not. So there are several mechanisms thought to be at play here, including an increase in inflammatory cytokines associated with sleep deprivation. But probably one of the most central components is that the drive in the sympathetic nervous system gets increased uh, with sleep deprivation. So this, this basically means that um, there are more spikes of hormones such as adrenaline, cortisol, and the blunting of growth hormones. Now, in the context of ischemic heart disease, these are thought to be responsible for the leading to the development of atherosclerosis, which is the coronary calcification that I was talking about earlier. So there are also other diseases that are associated with sleep deprivation, such as hypertension and Alzheimer's disease, we definitely don't want to be getting those. So we also know that sleep deprivation definitely impacts your metabolic health. So when you're sleep deprived, your ability to exercise is also negatively affected. So this can be measured by things like your respiratory quotient. So I remember uh, one of you made a comment uh, right from my last segment where I talked about the RQ, the respiratory quotient. Um, and last segment it was about exercise, right? So if you missed uh, on that one, you can find a similar video that I did on the YouTube channel. I'll be pinned to the top of this room later on. So the RQ, it goes up when you are sleep deprived. What does that mean? It means that the uh, so under the same level of exertion, okay, under the same level of, ex of exertion, in terms of how you burn the fuel source in your body, you would, first of all, go after the glycogen. 
okay, you're going to be converting glycogen uh, to an energy source as opposed to fat. So this is more inefficient energy consumption pathway. So in the broader context of wanting to have a healthy body, we know that this is bad. Because if you're sleep deprived, your body is going to want to keep hold of that fat even when you exercise. So in a great study uh, that looked at specifically dieting and sleep, they managed to show that dieting when a person is sleep deprived, defined uh, in that study as having six hours of sleep or less, was much less effective in terms of fat loss interesting, right? Because I'm trying to tie all three topics that we talked about here, sleep, exercise, and dieting, as they can all be very much interrelated. And um, so when you're in that particular state, 70% of what you lose is from lean muscle mass, and the body holds on to fat. So this as we know, goes against our longevity goals in that we want to keep that lean muscle but lose fat. So in some ways, you can say that sleep deprivation is longevity's nemesis. So what about your body's reproduction? It gets affected as well. There is a great deal of evidence to suggest that deep uh, sleep deprivation has a negative effect on your body's reproductive function. So, oh, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> so let's start with men. Okay, so in one study, okay, this might sound a bit scary, but it's true. So it was shown that men who only get five to six hours of sleep, they have testosterone levels of men 10 years older. And moreover, men who sleep six hours or less have fewer sperm counts and their sperm have more deformities in them. And for women, in one study, it was shown that women who sleep five to six hours have a 20% reduction in FSH, which is a crucial hormone in the reproductive system. They also have a 30% higher rate of abnormal menstrual cycles. So all in all, it is not great for couples who are planning to have a baby to be sleep deprived over the long period of time. So that is something that I want everyone to remember as well. So. Well, if by now you're still not convinced about the detrimental effect of sleep deprivation for your longevity, then I, I'm not sure what will. Okay, so I know that the task at hand seems uh, Herculean, but um, I want to say fret not because there are many easy to do things to help you get better sleep. And later on, if you want to ask during your Q&A to Dr. Vince, feel free to do that because there are several tools in our armory to help us. So for example, simple steps, right? So like maybe making sure you get exposure to an appropriate amount of light during the day, i.e sunlight in the mornings and less blue light in the evening. So don't stare at your screen when you go on clubhouse in the evenings. Okay, so these things can do wonders to your sleep cycles if you get an appropriate amount of light to start with. And of course, regular exercise definitely helps with sleeping. And there are, of course, exogenous agents like melatonin. I know that some of you take it because you shared it with me. 
And so if you're really into optimizing your sleep, you might also want to look into, there are some tools, you know, that can help you regulate your bed temperature because that can also help you optimize your sleep and waking times. Well, um, I'm going to stop there. I hope that was useful uh, because I want to yes, leave some time. <laughs> Thank you, Ramon. I want to uh, leave some time for Q&A or your share of how you improve your sleep quality or, you know, do you suffer from sleep deprivation? Uh, if you have any questions for Dr. Vince, so feel free to do that. I will yield the mic. So if you want to share or, or, or share a response or ask a question, uh, what you can do is you can either flash your mic and I will try to spot you or you can just feel free to turn on your mic. I can just go ahead. Hello, it's Lauren. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Lauren, how, how are you? Oh, yeah, Lauren. Yes. <laughs> Morning. Brilliant shares. I love it. Wow. One of the biggest game changers for me when it comes to sleep. Yes, Yam, what you said there with uh, making sure that your bedroom is decently cold. Uh, that is that is incredible. But another thing that I, I honestly stop drinking anything after around 7.30 at night so that I'm less likely to wake up and pee in the middle of the night. I know this sounds crazy, but sometimes I used to wake up like three or four times in the night to pee. And so literally that has changed the game. I also, um, this might also sound a bit weird, but I, I like, I put a bit of salt in my hand and I just eat it as well, like around that time. And this for me has been so, so game changing. I, uh, I, I started to look a lot into electrolytes and stuff and I've been taking some electrolytes too because I realized like I was just drinking too much water throughout the day, which is kind of contrary to what a lot of people think. And another thing is um, every morning uh, I do this, this hypnosis track. It's around 20 minutes. And I've just found that waking up like that also I think, I don't know, I guess subconsciously in my mind it's now programmed me to kind of be this more relaxed, relaxed person. And so I used to find that night, I'm very, you know, there's a lot of us here, we're all just these entrepreneurial personality types. I would find that my brain just wouldn't switch off. Whereas I started doing that a long time ago now and, and it doesn't happen straight away. But after a while, that hypnosis track, and I just type in free hypnosis YouTube and, and then I just use the one by some guy called like Joseph Cloth. And, um, it's been so helpful. It's been so helpful. So for me, that's Lauren. That's a couple of things that I do. And yeah, sleep like a baby now. And uh, I use the aura ring. And that also was great because it made me become aware of actually my sleep because I think it's easy to not even think about it. But now wearing that ring on my finger, it kind of forces me to actually pay attention to it. So yeah, hopefully that helps someone. That's wonderful, Lauren. Thank you so much for your share. I love listening to you. I know wellness is your gem. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, you're, you know, super informed and your advice has just always been really clear and really direct to the point. And I know that so many people love uh, learning from you as well. Thank you so much for your share. Anyone else who wants to ask a question? Oh, I think Patricia had a question. I see, uh, I see your back oh, channel yes. popping uh, up, I, Patricia. I was just, I was just uh, asking in the back channel, but I'll ask it out loud. Um, the importance of sleeping in a dark room. Uh, I don't know, is it me or is it just for flowers? Um, and that's my, uh, my real question. Great. So Dr. Vince, do you want to answer that? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think obviously light, um, in, in a broader sense, um, is very important for your sleep kind of regulation. Um, and, and, you know, even, even throughout the day, um, you know, there are people who are advocating that, you should have you know more more light exposure during the day and then less less light exposure maybe towards the you know the latter end of the day and in the evenings um i think um you know it, it, probably that there is a more kind of a personal nuance as well so some people will probably have more 
sensitivity to light um, in in living than than others. So some others will, you know, they if they even have like a you know a sort of very short kind of spurt of bright light, um, you know, say it's at ten o'clock, they it will really impact their sleep. Whereas others probably will have less so of an impact. But I guess yes. Um, in general, it, it should be sort of you know something that you should definitely bear in mind. Um, I'm not sure if you're asking about whether when you're actually sleeping, um, whether you should have uh, the room completely like pitch black, or whether it's okay to have kind of low levels, kind of candle lights and things like that. Um, so I know that people, um, you know, obviously have different preferences, um, but I, I would definitely kind of try to adjust and 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 you know see see how your body responds to it and. And you know um, what, what you know how how it works best. But I, I mean, in in general term, light is is something that you definitely should yeah bear in mind. And in general, as a general rule, less kind of light exposure in the evening time is, is probably going to be better for your sleep. Great, awesome. Thank you so much for that question, and uh, thank you, Dr. Vince, for your answer. And I think next up we have a share actually from Lucien, who is uh, you know a rock, okay, for women in the workplace. So I'm really looking forward to listen to her share. Over to you, Lucien. Hello, Jan. It's lovely to hear you. Um, a, a wonderful, wonderful segment as well this morning. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you've read the book by Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, um, but it's a it's such an interesting read because it demonstrates it can be quite scary because it demonstrates just how uh, fundamental sleep is as you were explaining Jan and how you know even when you have you know just one night of not great sleep it, it does impact you in the longer term and you can't catch up on it so this is what Matthew Walker really goes into is that you can't catch up on missed sleep even if you think that, that and we're all taught that we kind of can you know you can have a nap and that will catch you up that's just not the case so I really recommend Matthew Walker's book and something that I work on with clients when it comes to routine is bookending the day so I really hope that this is helpful to someone because it really helped me when I was struggling with um, organizing my sleep hygiene and that is to bookend your evening and your morning so that you're winding down and you don't just consider a bedtime say 10 o'clock so 10 o'clock is my bedtime but at nine o'clock all my devices are switched off I am de-stimulating so I don't have anything electronic I might read but something that is a novel so not a business focused book that gets my brain whirring and fuzzing um completely de-stimulating activities for that hour before bedtime and when you really focus on bookending that that helps your routine so much um it's brilliant and just one one very quick share if i may yan really really quick if you wake up in the night get up and read by candlelight do not lie there hoping to go back to sleep. It is much easier for your body to create rhythms and patterns if you simply do not create anxiety for yourself when you're in that waking state and you want to go back to sleep. So the advice that Matthew Walker also gives is when you wake in the night and you just cannot go back to sleep, get up, get a candle on and read a book and let yourself fall asleep naturally. Back to you, Jan. Thank you so much. Wow, thank you so much. It's really good to hear your voice and solid advice there. And I know that you're very much into routine as am I. And as you know, we've had long conversations about this. Having a buffer time around your so-called bedtime is super important. And destimulating is um, something I struggle with as well. So thank you so much for your share. Um, so uh, 
who, who's next? So who would like to give a share or ask a question to Dr. Viz? Marilyn, go ahead. Do I have the red bar? I'm afraid I have the red bar. Oh, we bar. can hear you fine. Oh, good. Okay. So ever since the time change with the, the sun coming up later, I love the sun being out later, but the sun coming out later has really messed with me and I want to sleep later. And I have been, and I've kind of been saying, okay, maybe this is my body telling me sleep later. You know, um, you need the rest, make sure you're getting eight hours or should I just continue on my normal time, which is 4.30? So do I give in to the body clock telling me to sleep later, or do I force myself up? So I want to know which is healthier. Thank you, Dr. Vincent Yan. This is great. Thank you. This is a great question. And in fact, um, Dr. Vince uh, was telling me about a light, uh, which I, I got. <laughs> and um, maybe Dr. Vince can, uh, can chime in after me. So basically this light, you know, uh, you know, well, I'll leave the healthy or not part to him. But I, I do know that, um, you know, we need to we have work, right? So we need to be able to um, try and find a way to to cope with our work schedule. So what uh, what has been really helpful to me is that um, I recently actually shared. Um, so the way I used to wake up, okay, is basically very dark room. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are in, in, in England, it's just basically like by six o'clock, it's still like pitch dark in the winter. So very dark room, dark and cold room, and uh, my alarm clock would ring and when i hear that i can feel can feel my heart pounding and that's how and then so i basically roll out of bed and i check my blackberry or you know whatever device straight away and to check how the market is and my heart is just basically pounding for uh, you know a very extended period of time and that's how i wake up you know it really cannot be more stressful i basically that's the routine i used to have but then you know later on you know when the more i learned about you know sleep and also the impact of light on our sleep and also on our you know energy levels and also you know uh, because dr vince told me about this light so basically now uh, with the help of this light earlier we talked about you know blacking out your room in the evenings right so so but the, the struggle with that is that in the morning when you need to wake up your room is still pitch dark right so this light basically you can set a time before you know what time you want to wake up say five o'clock so that you can catch breakfast with champions so by four o'clock this light starts to increase the light um already so uh and by the by the time it's basically like 4 45 it's your room is bright like sunrise and then it starts to uh instead of the um so by at five o'clock instead of like the alarm sound is playing soft music and the volume increases over time as well until you 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 get up so i found it was a much natural way more natural way for me to wake up yes it's artificial but um you know i i do need uh, to wake up early i cannot just rely on the sunlight especially depends on the part of the world you know that could be you know eight o'clock in the morning so so that that's basically my own experience i'll pass on to dr vince about you know to talk about you know the the you know whether it's healthy um to to force ourselves to to get up uh you know earlier than the sun rises Yeah, thanks, Jen. Um, so I think the um, the the answer really is, um, you know, you, you need to try and make sure you you optimize the number of hours you sleep, and you know this obviously depends on your kind of waking up schedule and with work or whatever. If you need to be up very early in the morning, like four o'clock, four thirty, five o'clock, and it's still dark, that's really difficult 
right? Because as Yen mentioned, it's still probably pitch black. And, and yes, I would recommend you know, these, these kind of lights um, for sure. And, and similarly in, in, in the evening times when it's still in some, in some cases, especially in the summer months where, you know, in some places, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, it's still kind of bright outside, right? And, and you need to be going to bed if you need to get up early. And again, very difficult um, to, to, to sort of fall asleep in that kind of environment. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, um, the, the, there is no sort of easy fix rather than, you know, having these kind of hacks that Yen kind of mentioned. But um, the, the point I would make is that, um, you know, as, as sort of being a, in a medical profession, I mean, we also have to work shifts and, um, you know, some people have to kind of work nights, night shifts and sleep during the days. Actually, the, these kind of activities are really sort of bad for our, for our health and our bodies, especially in, you know, um, doctors who, who actually have to do this for a very long period of time, um, you know, in, in kind of a reverse kind of, um, you know, waking kind of shift. So actually it, it's been shown as a real detrimental effect to their health as well. Um, so I would like to see, I think this is not something that's a quick fix. I would like to see a, a sort of a society to be more kind of aware of these kind of issues and maybe adapt to these kind of issues. Um, you know, we have um, kids, you know, starting their school early, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning and they are walking to their schools and it's still pitch black in some countries, right? Again, this is not great for them either in terms of their kind of learning. And I know that um, um, we just mentioned about Professor Matthew Walker. I'm also a great fan of him. Um, yeah, he's also talked about this as well. Um, as a society, we, we kind of need to kind of be more aware of the importance of sleep and really, you know, perhaps we should be adjusting, you know, our working life pattern, our kind of scheduling, our, you know, various society kind of um, norms, you know, around kind of normalizing good kind of sleep patterns and habits. And yeah, and that's all I have to share. Thanks, Jen. Wow, thank you so much. And definitely, you know, I, I resonate with the social and policy side of longevity. Uh, yes, yesterday, we actually had a chat with the ex-health uh, minister, I think, of Peru. And uh, she was saying that this is uh, one of the areas that she wants to advocate, you know, globally. So maybe we should, um, you know, invite her over to have a have a chat about that. I think it's so important. You know, each one of us uh, do what we can on the individual level, but really some things are much more effective if it's implemented on the policy level. So really, really amazing points. And amazing questions and thank you so much for being here and it is now 5 30 so this is all that we have time for thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service make sure you're keeping up with breakfast with champions and getting yourself a seat at the table